Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? This is Anushan, and you're listening to Ball Might Lie. Howdy how, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Ball Might Lie, where the ball might lie, but we won't. I'm Oswe, your resident Sixers fan and Packers owner, as you can see behind me. And joining me today is the man with the most unique hair of, of the four of us, Eric. What's good? And you running that Packers ownership shit into the ground. I mean, and- Jerry Jones does it with the Cowboys. Robert Kraft does it with the Patriots, all right? Why can't they're I? Princ- they're principal owners. Yeah. Owners, owners, they're my counterpart, all right? When you own a team, then we could talk. Now, today, guys, we're going to give you a preview of this awesome, exciting NBA All-Star Weekend. But before then, Eric, I have some fun puns I found online about the NBA. And you know me as one of the biggest dad jokes guys, so I have a couple for you. Okay. If Bradley Beal named his son Batmo, his son's name would be Batmobile. Why is that even funny? Uh, It's clever. It's clever. If Kevin Durant named his son Dio, his name would be Dio Durant. That's a good one. Okay. How about this? How about this? If LaMelo Ball had a son named Basket, his son's name would be Basketball. Pretty good, huh? That's clever. Come on. Uh, Only one was even remotely clever. Which one? Deodorant? The last one. No, the last one. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, but <laughs> my, my favorite has to be deodorant. <laughs> and, and the fact that you're the fact that you're even sitting there laughing at the joke as if this is like legitimately one of the funniest things you ever heard, like I'm done with you. I'm laughing because it's stupid. It's so dumb yeah, it that is. it's funny, you know? It, it's something. It's, it's definitely something. I've been waiting all week to tell you these. And you didn't have... I mean, you had the reaction I'd expect from you because you are like the Grinch personified. Or as you all called me last week, a Disney villain. But anyway, we have digressed. This weekend is for those of us who are crazy about basketball. This is our Super Bowl. Adam Silver himself even said it's like the Super Bowl for the NBA. Yes, a a championship is not at stake. Yes, the All-Star game isn't anything more than a glorified exhibition game. But it's about the fact that you have this collection of the NBA world and you have all these celebrities and these legends coming together. And it's a real cool place to kind of pay homage to the history of the game and see how much NBA players have gone beyond just athletes in the NBA and are now legitimate celebrities around the world. So that's, for me, I find All-Star Weekend really serves as a cool reminder of that. I don't know, Eric, you, you've always been a little lukewarm about the All-Star Weekend, but surely you have something positive to say about it, right? I mean, I am curmudgeonly about the All-Star Game and All-Star Game Weekend, but I, I legitimately think there's a lot that's fun about the All-Star Weekend. Yeah. 
general i i like look i like the dunk contest the three-point contest is always good guys are getting better as shooters so it's it's nice to see them hit shots it seems like every five years or so someone sets a record in the three-point shooting contest that being said when we were younger we had iconic dunk contest this week we're having matt mcclung it who does he even play on an active nba roster at this point the all-star game weekend is fun I think there's definitely room for improvement. But that being said, since you mentioned the Super Bowl, it's a hell of a lot better than whatever the NFL is doing. Yes. I mean, the Pro Bowl, it's very boring. I mean, I think they're now down to like flag football. So, hey, listen, NBA fans, you have a fun weekend ahead of you. A lot to look forward to. So, Eric, you kind of got ahead of us a little bit. So let's start with today's events. So Friday. The events are starting at 7 p.m. with the Celebrity Game. People of note that, at least personally, I find interesting that, that'll be playing are guys like Quincy Isaiah. Uh, he's uh, He plays Magic Johnson from the HBO series Winning Time. It was about the Showtime Lakers. Your boy CJ Stroud is there, uh, which, I mean, he's having a hell of a year. You know, he was at the Pro Bowl and now he's at NBA All-Star Weekend. All great talent. So it'll be fun to see him there. Meta World Peace will be there. So that'll be kind of uh, interesting to see. And coaches are pretty interesting too. We got Shannon Sharp and 50 Cent versus Stephen A, Lil Wayne, and Aja Wilson. I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's a baller. Aja Wilson. Aja. Uh, yeah. My apologies, yeah, Aja Wilson. Wilson. She a beast. Question, why, why is Meta World Peace even allowed to play? I mean, that's a good question. In the past, you you would see some retired players joining the celebrity game just to make it so that the level of competition is at least somewhat better. Right now, from what I saw, it looked like Meta World Peace is the only NBA player there, so that'll be kind of interesting. Are there any celebrities that you would like to see, Eric, that maybe have done it in the past or haven't done it yet? None that haven't done it yet, but I'm always partial to T.O. and Arnie Duncan. T.O. because he's an old man who's still in great shape and he played college basketball. And every time he's, I've seen him play basketball with people, like he's unstoppable getting to the room. And Arnie Duncan, because he played college basketball, I, I think as well, right, Oswe? Yeah. And uh, he was, what, the Secretary of Education a couple of years back? Yeah. Secretary yeah, of I- Education under Obama. Dude, he was he, he, he was, was nice. Balling. He's tall too. He's tall and balling, balling. dude can ball. Like it, it was funny. I remember in those years, he'd be by far the best person on the court, and they just kept giving the MVP to Kevin Hart until one year, Kevin Hart's like, "No, you got to give it to this guy because this guy's killing it." So that's a guy that I wish would come back. I mean, obviously he's you know X amount of years older now. Still, I think. If you could ball, you could ball. It's a it's a celebrity game. Like it's it's not like too intense. That's a that's a quick easy fix to uh NBA All Star Game weekend, Oswe. You know what what's that? What is? What is? Just get rid of Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh. You have to see him every year. Like, why is he there every year just being obnoxious and short? <laughs> Damn. Tell us how you feel, man. I mean, listen, personally I'm not a fan of Kevin Hart. But he is a very popular comedian, actor, celebrity. So it is not nothing that he's there. It does help raise the profile of the game and and the league to have him around. But yeah, I mean, I'm okay with him not being there. But Eric, you know who the number one guy that I, I really hope and pray eventually agrees, although I think it's highly unlikely he will. Who? A man who had a crucial role in helping develop NBA's Africa League. A man who 
has been known to host a number of legendary exhibition games uh, with NBA players. Former President Obama, say what you want about his politics. We can keep that out of here. But the dude loves ball. And I remember in in his eight years, I really loved that his interactions with the league was really cool because we'd never seen a U.S. president really into the NBA like that. And that also helped elevate the platform of the league because we had a guy in the office, in the Oval Office, who really, really loved ball. So, I mean, I would love to see him play. I mean, he is known for being able to play well. He sh- could shoot the nice lefty jump shot. That being said, he's like north of 60 now. So would he want to do it? I don't know. I mean, now that he's a full-time influencer, I would be surprised if he don't do it at some point, honestly. And he's good enough that He'll get out there with those celebrities and be busting people ass. So hey, and he's and, and he's nice too for a normal person. Yeah, definitely better than me, but that's really not saying much. And definitely better than you. That's oh, I can't, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even dribble. So I mean, I'm like, I'm like Jalen Brown. Yeah, you. <laughs> oh man. Well, you may look like Jalen Brunson, but uh, unfortunately, you don't have his his gift for basketball. So. The Celebrity Game is only the first of two events today. The second event is the Rising Stars Game. And this game is actually going to be very interesting because rather than having a traditional rookie-sophomore game, they have four teams, Team Pow, Team Tamika, Team Jalen, and Team Detla. So let me tell you some notable... Detla Shrimp! (laughs) Yeah, your boy. But tell you some notable names from the different teams and we could break it down. So from Team Pow, some notable names. We have Brandon Miller, who has been killing it. Thank you, Brandon Miller. You are on my fantasy team and I'm currently winning the league. Not because of you, but you're certainly putting me over the top. Fantasy guys are just, it's as absurd as your shameless plug of you being a Packers owner, but keep going. (laughs) Well, okay. So in addition to Brandon Miller, we got Wemby. And Jaime Hawkins Jr., so Triple J, that's one team. Those are just the notable guys. On Team Tamika, a notable person is Paulo Boncaro, another guy on my team who's been killing it. He is helping me win the league for sure. Dude drops 30 on a given night, uh, an all-star for the first time. The magic looking good thanks to him. Team Jalen has Jalen Williams and Chet Holmgren, both from OKC, by the way, Chet Holmgren is also on my fantasy team. Another guy who is helping me win, but that is beyond the point. Shameless, shameless, shameless. All right, and now Team Detlef, a, a notable name, someone who you don't seem to have much respect for, is former Sixer Mac McClung, reigning slam dunk champion Mac McClung. So my question is, who do you think is going to win this? I mean, given the names, the notable names that I, I said, but also the other guys on the roster. Whatever team has Wimby on it, but I mean, that's the <laughs> yeah. obvious answer. Yeah, so so my, my, my guess, my pick for the win is probably going to be Team Pow. I mean, it's not just that you have Wimby. You also have other guys who are balling this season in Brandon Miller and Triple J. You also have brought Brandon Poziemski uh, from Golden State, Jabari Smith, Kaysan Wallace, and Bilal Koulibaly. I just think that's a well-rounded team. You have a high floor in terms of talent, and the ceiling is through the roof. Almost single-handedly because of Wemby, but the other guys are no scrubs either. So my question, Oswee, 
So, yeah. first off, before I even get to my question, okay, I, I just want to say the Rising Stars game is usually more competitive yeah. than the actual All-Star game. I actually like the Rising Stars game because the young guys, they by, I'll say by the second quarter, they're actually playing hard as if they're immersed in a game. And a lot of times, they be trying to embarrass each other. I don't know uh-huh. if you remember years back when Kyrie Irving crossed up Brandon. Dude, he, he dropped Brandon Knight. Like, he, Brandon he Knight. just straight up embarrassed Brandon Knight. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. There has been so many memorable moments from the Rising Stars game. I mean, it truly is the marquee event of Friday night. And, and you hit the nail right on the head. These young guys, they want, they're there to prove something. They're, some of them might be all-stars, but some of them may never get to this platform. Who is Mac McClung on a Rising Stars team? And he doesn't play this year on any actual NBA team. I understand he's a G League player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ri- Rising, like when I hear Rising Star, a guy that's been drafted three, four years, ago he's no rising star he's just some guy in the g league if he can't make an nba roster now what do they mean rising star well okay so to be clear the rising stars is a three-game tournament with these four teams and these teams are comprised of rookies sophomores and g league players he falls into that last category of g league players that's essentially team detlef is all g league players and he's on the orlando's g league He's been having a very good season for them. So I really like this addition because I think, like I said, it gives them a platform to show what they could contribute to a team. You know, certainly teams that are in rebuild mode that are trying to find guys. I remember back in the day, the Sixers had a revolving door of, of G League players and some guys really came out of that well. Like Robert Covington has has had a long career since then. I think there's a lot of value of having these guys there. One of the most exciting parts of All-Star Saturday has to be the three-point contest. Now, obviously the marquee event was always the slam dunk contest, but after Steph Curry changed the league by just being the greatest shooter that ever existed, we saw the league as a whole go to being more shooting oriented in general. And therefore, the three-point contest became more competitive than it's ever been. This year, we have Malik Beasley, Eric Fullwood, Tyrese Halliburton, oh. Dan Bell. <laughs> you can't, you can't. You can't just say Eric Fullwood like like people who are listening to this know who you're talking about. Like, nah, dude. Like, you got to preface it or something. Like, I didn't even know what he was talking about. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? I'm like looking around like, huh? <laughs> I was just trying to make sure you weren't asleep. So for our fans who, who may not know the reference, we like to always joke that Eric, our friendly neighborhood Grinch, looks a lot like Jalen Brunson. And so it is not actually Eric Fullwood who's who's doing the three-boy contest. It is actually Jalen Brunson. So it's Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Dalla, Laurie Markkinen, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. So that is a great lineup. There are a couple guys who won it. Carl Anthony Towns is a three-point contest winner. The greatest, Dame- the greatest shooting big man ever. Yeah, that's the truth. He he truly is. I mean, who who are you excited to see? Who do you feel like might take it this year? So this is this is actually fun to even think of because I like to start out just being the hater that I am with who I know won't win. And okay. one person I know won't win is Malik Beasley because he shrinks from the lights. Interesting. Malik Beasley will not win it. I can categorically say that even though he's having a hell of a year shooting from three. 
Right. That's that's a good point. But I mean, it's kind of twofold, right? It, their three-point percentage, that indicates how well they can shoot, but it's also about their release time and the rhythm that they can get with it. Some yeah. guys have lightning quick releases. So, I mean, Malik Beasley, assuming he doesn't shrink as you believe he might, Malik Beasley, if he has a quick release, like that could be all, all it is. Like you just need to get hot and have a good rhythm, quick release, and, you know, he could win it. Though, I gotta say, my buddy's probably... I'm, I'm kind of stuck between Halliburton and Dame. I mean, Dame is is that dude, right? I believe he's won it in the past, even. But I feel like Halliburton could be that guy because he did break the record for most threes made in the three-point contest. Unfortunately, he did it in an earlier round, and he wasn't able to, to finish the job last time. But now, he's in Indy. He's the host. You know, he has has that home cooking and he's coming off a bad loss in this uh contest so i feel like he's coming back with the with the vengeance so maybe i might put give it to halberd over even dame i think holly is having a charmed year so look all of these guys are, are great three-point shooters so i i like to think outside of like someone like stuff and curry been there it's a toss-up so any of these guys could win i'm probably going Halliburton just because in my head, there's a, a narrative going that he's just, he's really asserting himself as crumb de la crumb talent in the league. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Halley. And like you said, he's he's done well previously. So this is his year. He's going to turn the early round success into late round success and he's going to take it home. Yeah, I think that's right. Now, do you feel like there's been anybody who might have been left out of this contest? You know, great three-point shooters, but for whatever reason, either they weren't asked or they declined to be part of this competition. 25 years ago, it was much easier to make a demarcation of these are the guys who are the three-point specialists that really, really need to be here and everyone else is just everyone else. So I'm not going to say there is someone who really, really needed to be there or they got snubbed because I don't think there are any snubs per se. I will say one guy... I would have preferred over someone like Malik Beasley. And this is just me looking at them because I do look at the Lakers all the time. Is D'Angelo Russell? Yeah. He's, he's on, been he's on a high killer. streak right now. Yeah. Hundred percent. And he seems like a guy to me that he likes that type of attention and he will yep. like soak that atmosphere up. And I, mm-hmm. I think legitimately he would be fantastic in that type of platform. But otherwise, I think everyone's deserving. I'm not I'm not saying that there's nobody who's not deserving here, but I think there is one guy who should be here and I promise you this is not my bias. Which means but, it's probably your bias. Let me finish, all right? Tyrese Maxey is not a good three-point shooter. He's an elite three-point shooter. He is incredible. And honestly, I'm surprised he wasn't asked or maybe he was and he he declined, but that's a guy who is arguably a better three-point shooter than some of these guys who are competing, but for whatever reason, isn't competing in this in this uh, competition. So that, I feel, is a guy who was left out, but he's definitely a guy I would like to see in this competition moving forward because I think he 100% deserves to be there. He's objectively an elite three-point shooter. I actually agree with that, and if I'm being picky and just... 
oh, like, I don't like this roster for the three-point contest, which, again, I, I think everyone's pretty deserving. I would probably flip Maxi with someone like Trey Young. Trey Young's a, a good three-point shooter. I don't think he's as good as Tyrese Maxey, who I he's not. with. I, I think he's, he's a great three-point shooter. And they have similar volume as well. I, I mean, but at the same time, I do feel like... <laughs> We're splitting hairs at a point, right? For sure, for sure. And and, and the presence of Trey Young is important in a different way because while Tyrese Maxey is a better player, he doesn't he doesn't have the draw in terms of like status that Trey Young has. I mean, this is Ice Trey, right? He's a guy who is known for stepping up in the big lights. Now, Oswee, I think you just put too much dub on your chip. Don't think, don't think I ain't here. You just call. Tyrese Maxey, a better player than Trey Young. No, 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 no. Okay, maybe maybe I misspoke. That was not what I meant to say. A better three-point shooter, let me clarify. But Trey Young yes. is a bigger star. And I, it is important to have stars in the different competitions so that it just raises the level. And Trey Young is a guy who does elevate when he's under the lights. Those ice cubes do not melt under the heat of, the, of those lights, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Everything I said about D'Lo, him absorbing the environment. Yeah. Trey Young is an even more extreme version of that. So, 100%. Yeah. I, I think it's good to have a market like Atlanta and, and have their marquee guy playing. The three point contest misses the presence of the greatest three point shooter of all time. But thankfully, All Star Saturday will not be without him because Steph is going to be facing the WNBA's Sabrina Ionescu. They're having a three point challenge between the two of them. Now, fun fact Sabrina is from the Bay Area, and there's actually a picture floating around of her at a Warriors game, maybe like 10 years ago or so, or rather when she was 10. I don't know how many years ago that was but she's in one of those seats next to the tunnel and like she's reaching her hand out so that Steph could give her a five as he's coming out of the tunnel so it's really cool to see that Steph is competing against someone he directly had an impact uh, on the development of so that that's a really cool thing but the question is who do you think is gonna win Steph is actually competing with her yeah I got Steph I got stuff. I would, I would bet my life savings a hundred times out of a hundred times. So Sabrina will shoot from the WNBA three point line with WNBA basketballs, right? Then Steph will shoot from the NBA three point line. And then it'll basically be a traditional three point contest where each regular three pointer made will be valued at a thousand dollars. The money ball is two thousand dollars. A deep three pointer from 29 feet nine inches away would be basically, you know, the Steph three is going to be three thousand dollars. And all of that will be donated to the NBA Foundation to support economic empowerment in the black community, which is pretty dope. So they are going to be competing proportionate to their what they're used to so we can see probably the competition at its highest level or highest capability yeah, but, but it doesn't show competition against each other if you have two different set of rules i don't think so i i i think i think it's it's like this right L let me make an analogy okay so I'm a big fan of survivor i love survivor i watch every episode i can tell you by memory every winner of all 45 seasons i'm that i'm that nerd 
Now, in Survivor, they have some challenges where you need to like hold on to something with your hands above your head. Now, obviously, some people are taller, some people are shorter. Or it could be something like everyone has to hold a bag, but that bag is a poor fraction of their starting weight at the beginning of the game. Now, the reason why it's fair is because everything is relative to that person. So therefore, because everything's relative to that person, it is as even as it could possibly be. So you have something that is relatively level a playing field as possible. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but it's anathema to sports, honestly. Like part of sports is having an advantage over your competition. We don't calibrate for, oh, this person being taller than the other person, this person being bigger and stronger than the other person. It just, it defeats the purpose of you actually having a contest where you're trying to make it as equitable as possible. Sports isn't meant to be equitable. Right. So then aren't you going against your point? No, I'm, I'm not going against my point at all. I'm saying no one's going to, if she wins, no one takes it serious because she's playing by a different set of rules. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way you can have, it ultimately boils down to a shooting competition, right? Who can get the most buckets in? So it's not like she has an advantage over Steph or vice versa. It is as equal. Who can get the most balls in the bucket? It's not equal though. It's literally yeah. not equal. The ball is going to be smaller. She's shooting from a shorter distance. It's equitable. <laughs> it's not equal though. Either way, Sabrina challenged Curry to a three-point competition after she got 37 out of the possible 40 points in the final round of the WNBA's three-point contest. So I like that the NBA is trying to innovate, trying to bring new things in and new ideas into the Saturday events. Eric, or should I say Jalen? I don't know. Which would, which would you prefer to go? Now the fans know <laughs> your little quip. <laughs> So, Eric, we got to talk about what I feel is the marquee event of All-Star Saturday, which is the Slam Dunk Contest. Slam Dunk Contest has given us so many great memories over the years. For our younger fans, they might remember the famous Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine Dunk Contest. But we've had some crazy ones. We had Blake Griffin, Dwight Howard, Nate Robinson. The I man, the myth, the legend, Vince Carter. Vince Carter. I was getting there. And I also, uh, you know, begrudgingly stated Nate Robinson because I'll never get over the fact that he kept trying a million times and beat former Sixer Andre Iguodala, who absolutely deserved it that year. I'll never let that go as long as I live. Bro, you are a homer to the end. I'm not a Marge, that's for sure. <laughs> Shout out to the Simpsons. But okay, so who's in the slam dunk contest this year? We've got from the Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown. From the Miami Heat, Triple J, Jaime Hawkins Jr. We have Jacob Toppin from the G League, whom I believe is Obi Toppin's brother. And by the way, I wish Obi Toppin was in this because he's a legit good dunker. Fantastic dunker. And rounding out the roster is former Sixer and reigning slam dunk contest champion, Mac McClung. Mac is, Mac is tough. Like, Mac was tough. I remember Mac when he was in high school in Southern Virginia. Yeah. Because he, he they would just show his dunks. It was like this this little 6'2 white guy. Yeah. Just throwing these ridiculous dunks. And he was a kid. He was like 16. It was fantastic. Then he went to Georgetown. Was a great dunker. Mm -hmm. Now he doesn't play much in NBA, but he is pretty good in the G League. And he's a great dunker. Last year, he showed that he has ridiculous hops. So he's fun. It seems to me, and, and I'm sure you would agree with this, the dunk contest 
as the marquee event used to have a little more cachet because name guys actually competed right and and in the last i'll say 10 years it didn't just start 10 years ago but each successive decade less and less marquee named guys competed used to be a thing if you were a like hyper athletic young guy in the nba who had a lot of potential you competed in a dunk contest now the the first guy we saw kind of shirk that was lebron so take that for what you will i'm I'm, this isn't even me ragging on lebron but it, it used to be the thing for a guy like young LeBron to compete in the dunk contest and over time for whatever reason you don't get marquee names like that so it's a little I guess a breath of fresh air even though in my head I don't think of this guy as being hyper athletic it's a breath of fresh air to have Jalen Brown a person who is if I'm not mistaken he has the biggest contract in the NBA right Oswe? I think so yeah it's pretty it's pretty pretty crazy like it's up to like 60 million a year so it's pretty nice to see that guy competing in a dunk contest I will say he doesn't have hops like Mac McClung I would guess that Mac McClung is the favorite this year as well well, I mean, and uh, Triple J is legit. That dude can dunk. He's super athletic. Now, slam dunk contest tends to favor guys who are smaller because they look like they're flying more. And because they have more airtime, they're able to do more in the air. I remember a couple of years ago, for some reason, there were like centers in it. I, I know they were trying to change it, but they had like a couple of centers. And it's not that they had bad dunks. It's just they're in the air for a lot less time. So it's just not aesthetically pleasing in the way that a six three or six four guard flying yeah. through the air dunking right it's not the same because even think about it you you just brought up centers in a dunk contest Dwight Howard participated in the dunk contest yeah I'm not gonna lie I didn't like any of his dunks even though he was super athletic and he has hops I mean the super bad dunk where he like he threw the ball into the hoop say what you want about it wasn't a, a dunk though it does qualify as a dunk because a dunk is essentially that he's just so much higher above the rim that he's not making connection with the rim but he's okay. Still, it's a a dunk is classified as a downward motion into the hoop. What else could it be? It's not a layup. It's not, not a shot. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I to me, it's a, a glorified layup. But it's fine. I, I'll take it. But, I'm not. But but I'm but, not but saying... a layup is a layup. This is literally straight down. There's nothing up about this. One guy, one guy, Vince Carter is literally putting his whole arm in the hoop, and then you have Dwight Howard doing whatever silliness he was doing. Bro, you know, I mean, that was absurd. Like, he was so high above the rib that he threw it in. That is nuts. Have you ever seen anybody do it like that? That is crazy. Corniest dunk dunk of all time with the Superman (laughs) cape. Like corny, yes. Like like, literally took the optics of another person named Superman before him, and then like it it was just corny, and it wasn't to me a real dunk. But you you know whatever, big men get your shine in a dunk (laughs) contest. I'd rather have them not compete in a dunk contest at all. Yeah, I mean, for me, I probably agree with former Sixer Mac McClung is probably the guy. I had to give him his proper. You can't help yourself. It is the proper honorific. Former Sixer Mac McClung is probably the guy who's going to win. I would hope so. I mean, the level of creativity on his dunks, I love because if he continues to do that, then that's how you change the culture of dunking in the dunk contest. Because there's a period of time, aside from 
you know, the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon dunks where the dunk contest was kind of boring because it was just very vanilla. And it doesn't help that the things that Vince did back in the day or Jay Rich did back in the day are, I don't want to, I'm not going to call them pedestrian per se, but it's like, we've seen them. And then therefore they've lost their mystique a little bit. So I like the level of creativity that Mac McClung showed. Jalen Brown is a very athletic guy. I'm excited to see what he would do. I also have some level of bias because he's by far my favorite Celtic. Like I'm legitimately a fan of Jalen Brown. I just love a lot about his game and how he carries himself. I think he'll be good, but can he beat Mac? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's not too tall that it looks bad with yeah. him dunking Jalen, so it's possible. But he, I, but he has a big contract, so how how crazy is he going to really want to go? I mean, if he's participating, he's participating, so I, I doubt he's going to you know, handicap himself, but yeah, I, I, I do hope that his participation is a harbinger of guys of name recognition wanting to actually compete in a dunk contest because it, it just makes it more interesting. You know, like I would, for instance, I would love to see Anthony Edwards. Yeah. You know, a, a guy like that. 100%. He really should. He Anthony Edwards absolutely should be there. Yeah, he but legit lo- baptizes dudes. You know, John yeah. Morant would be fantastic in a dunk contest. Another guy. Mm-hmm. Pops out the mezzanine. He can baptize guys. Like, will be fantastic in a dunk contest. So, I I do think we should be giving Jalen Brown his flowers for mm-hmm. actually competing in this. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Obviously, the guy that I've wanted for 20 years now is LeBron, but I don't think he'll do it. Although he'll always <laughs> tweet out a, a video of him doing some crazy dunk in practice. I love LeBron James, but man, I wish he just did the dunk contest. He's a LeBron's a tease. He, he really is. <laughs> he really is. Are there any other names that you can think of that... A big guy that I think, well, he's too big now. But if you had asked me when he was coming out of college, I would have been like, absolutely. And I think you know the answer. Is Zion Williamson? Zion oh my God, Williamson. yeah. Zion Williamson coming out of college had like a 45-inch vertical leap. And he, between his time in high school in South Carolina and his one year at Duke, he did some of the most absurd dunks I've ever seen a human being do. While doing it at 6'6 six, six and 280-something pounds. I think now he a little too chunky to do the stuff that he used to do, and I wouldn't want to risk injury at his size. But, man, that's a guy like, what if? Him in a dunk contest could have been, dare I say it, some Vince Carter-esque shit. You talk about LeBron being a tease. Zion is 100% a tease in a different way because we know what he can do. We've seen his otherworldly athletic ability. And it's a shame that his career has gone in the way that it's a question if he would ever even participate in it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. Honestly, I don't think he's as athletic as he was a few years ago, which is a shame because he's still very, very young. And he is. I mean, he still is athletic, but I mean, injuries definitely have hampered that. You know, he isn't in quite the shape he used to be. That is also a factor to it. So that that is that is definitely a loss for us. I have a question for you, though, Eric. I kind of hinted at it earlier about just how dunks from the past don't quite have the appeal that they do now just because we've seen these already ad ad nauseum. But is there a way to elevate the competition to incentivize better or more creative dunks? And is is there a point where there's just literally nothing more you could do with a dunk? Because, I mean, how much more? Can you do a front flip for a dunk? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds incredibly dangerous, by the way. <laughs> and probably impossible. Who could get that kind yeah. of lift? 
I don't know though. I will say this. Up until I saw things Zach Levine was doing, yeah. I didn't think some of his dunks were actually possible. So right. then he did them. That being said, I, so one thing I'll, I'll disagree on you. Uh, you were talking about Vince Carter. I think those dunks he did still like, they resonate with me like aesthetically where I see quite a few of his dunks. Like you were to put them in today's dunk contest. He still would win dunk contest. <laughs> you, you like, he was that ahead. He was that ahead of his time, like, you know. A hundred percent. And and, and I, I agree with you there. But, you know, one of our friends, Runga, he, you know him. You went to school with him. Whenever we watch the Doug contest, he, like, becomes a scientific analyst. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's the legs, the extension of the legs, how they, how they like, flare <laughs> their legs. It makes them seem like they're floating more or like as they rotate. And and Zach Levine very much had that same quality. Aaron Gordon had this like freak athletic ability. And obviously Zach Levine does as well. But he was, it seemed more of like a power type. Whereas there was a level of grace in the air that Zach Levine had, which is very reminiscent of a Vince Carter. So to your point, yeah, Vince Carter will still look good today. And I would argue, given the level of creativity now, if you could time travel that Vince and bring him to today, imagine the kind of dunks he'd be doing. Because I, I mean, we haven't seen a graceful guy like that. My my dream dunk contest uh, matchup is Vince Carter against Zach Levine. I think no love for nope. Aaron Gordon, huh? I mean, no, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is fantastic, but he lost. Even though a great <laughs> argument could be made that he should have won, I'm not. I'm not saying yeah that. He, he's, he's the greatest dunker to never win the dunk contest without question. I, I, I agree. I think the only difference is the aesthetics because Zach looks like he's floating and he's so graceful in the air. The only thing I would say kind of hurts that for Aaron Gordon, he participated the next year and he was cheeks. He had the best losing performance I ever saw. And I'm, I'm sure some people will probably push back on that and say Dominique Wilkins, the human highlight film, he had the best losing performance when he lost to Michael Jordan in the dunk contest. But either way, however you slice it, Aaron Gordon is fantastic as a dunker. But my dream matchup would be Vince Carter versus Zach Levine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most people would agree with you. So it'll be great to, it'll be great to see. All right, Eric, let us move on to the event that everyone's in Indianapolis for this weekend, and that is the All-Star Game itself. Now, just as a recap, these are your All-Star rosters this year. From the West, we have Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Shea, that's Shea, not Shy, Shea Gilders-Alexander. I, I know, I, I had to roast you for that. I LeBron. Mean, I, I- I pronounce it wrong all the time, and it is what it is. <laughs> LeBron and Jokic. On the bench, we got Devin Booker, Steph, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Carl Anthony Towns. Then for the East, starting, we have Giannis. Joel Embiid was, is injured, so we won't be participating. We're not sure who his replacement on the starting lineup will be. We also have you know hometown hero Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Lillard, and Jason Tatum. After that, we have Bam Adebayo, Paulo Boncaro, Jalen Brown, you, 
aka Jalen Brunson, or should I say Jalen Brunson, aka Eric? Then we have my boy Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, and Julius Randle, who is injured. So we, because of Embiid and Randle, we also have Scotty Barnes from the Raptors and Ice Trey himself, Trey Young from the Hawks. So we got East and West, and it is important to remember, unlike the past couple of years where it was a draft between the with, with a mix up of, of of the East and West, this year it is solely the East versus the west so it's going to be really interesting really exciting how what what do you feel about these teams i mean what in a holy darvin ham is the east lineup they have like seven guards <laughs> <laughs> the holy darvin ham is like like are you serious if we were actually playing a game where the guys care <laughs> east is getting getting swamped like your best big isn't even playing joel and b and then you have seven guards how are you winning that game but Again, anyone can win these all-star games because they play within reason because no one's trying to actually get injured. So, I I mean, on paper, I would say that the West has the very, very stark advantage. Right. And I I think that's part of why they went away from the whole East-West thing because as long as I can remember, the West has pretty much dominated the East. The exception to that I can think of off the top of my head is, you know, Allen Iverson, Sixer legend, the reason I'm a Sixers fan, just single-handedly saying, I want to win this, and he just goes out and wins it. You're right. I mean, if people play to their ability, or even like the guys on the bench who aren't the LeBron Jameses or the Jokic's of the world, there are a lot of guys on the bench who are going to gun for it. Like, I would not be surprised if Anthony Edwards is going to really try to go for it. Devin Booker, he just needs to hit a couple threes and he'll he'll hit, he'll he'll do it. And also without Joel Embiid, a guy who typically really goes guns blazing in the All-Star game. The East really has an uphill battle for them. Hey, LeBron said don't disrespect him again because he won three All-Star game MVPs, which means he got three wins against the West when he was in the East. Put That's some respect fair. on that man's name. That's fair. Your general point is correct. But are you including the one when he was a captain in this schoolyard pick? Or was that prior to the schoolyard pick? Hmm. The 2018 was his last one. That was schoolyard pick. I think that was schoolyard pick. He still has two before that, right? He has two others. So point well taken. You want to know something, uh, an interesting tradition that uh, we do at our household? Again, what? the All-Star Weekend is our Super Bowl. It's it's our, the NBA stars and legends and celebrities all join at, at whatever All-Star City is. We all get together and we watch, we watch the All-Star game and we place bets on MVP. So everybody that you want to bet five bucks on, e- each person is $5. So let's say you want to bet on LeBron winning MVP, you throw $5 on. Now we cap it with a maximum of five people per player. So no more than five people can bet on, say, LeBron. And after that, the pot is split among the number of people that won that year. The the funny thing is one of our friends, you know Moss, and some of our fans may know Moss. There was one year that Moss bet on so many people to win MVP that he would, even despite winning, he would still lose money. (laughs) Don't that defeat the purpose, though? It does. But I guess for him, it was the principle of if I win, I win. (laughs) 
okay. I mean, that seems like hustling backwards, but hey. It, it, if, it is. If it Moss is. likes it, I love it. Eric, you want to help come up with my MVP pick? Who do you think? As a rule of thumb, I always, if I have a play, one of my players is in the All-Star game, I always put money on him. So you know I'm going to put Tyrese Maxey there. I don't know. Be my financial advisor. Who, who should I throw money on right now? Well, you just said Tyrese Maxey. That's one guy. I might put it on like two guys. Oh, you, you mean know? three guys. You had to put it, put it on Tyrese no, Because here's the thing, all right? If the East loses, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton, they're not going to win the MVP, right? So I need somebody on either side. Maybe one, maybe two. Per, I, I would probably do two from the West and one from the East. Uh, uh, I maybe mean, two. I'm going, I'm going Luka Doncic if I was putting money down. Like, I have Luka? a rule. I, yeah, I never go bigs. Like, I just think bigs. In all-star games, they're they're not. Bro, if, if Giannis knew how to draft a competent team, Joel Embiid would have at least two all-star MVPs. But Giannis just drafted the most shit teams imaginable. Shout out to LeGM. LeGM knows what he's doing, right? So, Apparently. all right, so you said Luka? Okay, I'll, I'll put on Luka. Yeah, I, I think if I were betting, because, I, A, I think the West is going to win. But yeah, yeah. If I were betting, I would say Luca. But okay, so but here's my problem, right? Up to five people can bet on a given player, so I kind of want to get like an out of the ordinary pick, so that people are less likely to bet on them. If I win, I win the whole pot. So give me, give me, give me, give me something. Part of me is looking Anthony Edwards' way. Wolves are killing it this year. Anthony Edwards is also on my fantasy team. He's been killing it for me as well. Devin Booker, maybe. Devin Booker could be a good pick. All things considered, I, I think if, if guys were actually playing, it probably would be Nikolai Jokic. Um, just I, mean, because he, I mean, if we're talking about the best player right now, then... Yeah, yeah because so. he would have, yeah, he would have like 20 assists. If there's carrying even less than not carrying, that's Nikola Jokic. Like, he literally yeah. subs himself out of this, right? So, we know that's not a guy that you're going to pick. It's hard to bet on an all-star game. It's fun, but it's hard. It's fun. It's fun. You never know who's going to take it as some, like, personal proving ground or yeah. who's going to take it as, this is literally my rest weekend and I'm, I'm here to chill. Or you don't know who's coming into the game hungover. Because all-star weekend is a whole festivity. Yeah. Like, like, we don't count for that type of stuff but these guys yeah. are like partying all weekend right on saturday traditionally kenny smith has a big party that who's who always shows up to and i know that lebron and clutch sports they they throw a party too it'll be interesting to see yeah so probably a third of those players i'm guessing probably by the time they get to the game sunday aren't in their peak physical condition you know what i mean like we've, <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. all been we've all been there like if, if you drink Ugh. going to work having a, a long happy hour night the the night before and then going to work the next day and you're still in like a malaise of sorts and you're just not at your peak functioning condition now imagine that where we're behind a computer now extrapolate that to actually having to play of physically rigorous game man nah i'm good yeah dude <laughs> bro i'm 29 going on 30 and i can't recover from hangovers like i used to man i've almost stopped drinking except for like legit occasions because i'll have a couple of drinks and i'll have a hangover a couple hours later if, if i'm just day drinking not even going crazy yeah bro i i get it i'm 36 going on 82 so <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense to me like i i, I could have two wine coolers at this point and and the next day, I I be kind of feeling it. I be in a haze, so <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine being at All Star Weekend with it being a bacchanal of sorts. I can definitely see how <laughs> the sun the Sunday after that, <laughs> you're you're just not 
all there. So yeah, I have no clue how to uh, how to bet on All Star games for MVP, but it does sound like a fun exercise. Yeah, the NBA needs to do something to make sure that the product that they're showing in this showcase is better. Yeah, I mean. Again, I, I I think most of us who follow the sport, we agree with what you're saying. I, I think you're spot on. I just, off the top of my head, I, I don't really know what you can do to make them play harder. It's, it's a lot like what the NFL had before they went to this flag football version. It's just these guys have a lot to lose financially in an exhibition game. Well, that's a great point, And I think that's a great place to stop for today. Eric, Thank you for joining us today. Honestly, I uh, took a lot of shots at you. Thanks for being such a champion about it. You oh, missed, I don't uh, pay you any mind. Mr. Grinch out here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't pay you no mind. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, you over here talking about your ownership state, even though you amongst, what is it, like 200,000 people or something? I'm an owner nonetheless. I, uh, okay. I, I, I can go to shareholder meetings at Lambeau Field in the summer. I can meet players. I can take tour. Listen, I'm an owner, motherfucker. What are you? I'm I'm not the owner amongst a, a city's worth of owners. You are correct. No, no, no. You are not an owner, period. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> and with that, thank you all for joining us today. We hope you have a blast watching the All-Star Game this year and all the All-Star festivities. It is our Super Bowl, and let's party and enjoy it as such. We hope to catch you in the next one, and we'll see you later. Take care, guys. Deuces!